This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 90. This episode is brought to you by Pretty Nerdy Press. They offer beautifully designed educational posters for your home and classroom. Listen, if you want to homeschool, but you don't want to look like you live in a first grade classroom with those ugly primary colored posters hanging all around you, then definitely check out the super beautiful uh, resources and posters at Pretty Nerdy Press. You can save 10% when you use the coupon code for one more. And if you want to check out Pretty Nerdy Press, it's really easy to remember. You can go to 41more.com forward slash pretty nerdy. Welcome to episode 90, where I sat down and had a great chat with Sarah Curtis, who actually is the owner of Pretty Nerdy Press. How perfect is that? So, If you've ever wondered like, hey, I want to sneak peek behind a homeschool mom who runs a company and I want to learn about them and like why they started it and can you homeschool and run a business at the same time? We talk about a lot of these things, typical day in her life. Um, You know, does she have a dedicated schoolroom with posters or does she kind of homeschool all around the house? And then some best advice for moms who want to work on the side while homeschooling. We talk about all this and so much more. And I link to Sarah's website and everything else we chat about in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 90. So sit back and enjoy. Here's my chat with Sarah Curtis from Pretty Nerdy Press. Hey, Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. This is super fun because I recently learned about your Pretty Nerdy Press and I thought, you know, I love to hear the background stories of who's behind, who's the homeschool mom behind this company. And so I feel like a lot of other people, as they're checking out your stuff, they're going to want to know, like, who is Sarah Curtis? So I thought we'd have a little chat and learn a little bit about you. And so I want to start by just saying, um, asking you, what grades are you homeschooling this year? And kind of what does that look like? What's your homeschooling style like? Well, um, I have seven children, so we have all the grades. <laughs> uh, I 10th grade is the highest and um, eighth grade. And then I've got several in the middle. So it's fourth and fifth and like a second and first grader and then a three-year-old. So um, I've got it covered all the way across the board, high school down to preschool. That's awesome. I didn't realize you had seven kids. That is very cool, which makes our topic even better. Like, wow, seven kids homeschooling and running a business. So this is very cool. We want to dive into this. So, So if you homeschool seven kids... I'm guessing, like, I don't know, what is your, do you have a style or are you eclectic or how would you describe it? Yeah, I think eclectic is a good description. Um, We would lean toward Charlotte Mason. I like lots of outdoor play, lots of good books, short lessons. So those things are a big part of our homeschooling. Um, But I know you also just spoke to Ainsley Armit. Um, I love the wild and free sort of um, philosophy of homeschooling. 
So I think that's kind of where we fit most. I love that. Have you been homeschooling ever since the beginning? I have. Um, so my oldest is uh, in 10th grade now. So I've been homeschooling for um, since he was in kindergarten. And then uh, I was homeschooled myself from 7th grade through 12th grade. So um, that's really where I um, learned about homeschooling and knew that it was going to be a good fit for our family. That's cool. Second generation homeschooling family. Yeah. This is very cool. So do you have a favorite subject in your homeschool? Let me think. Um, I, as a group, I really like doing science with everyone because I think that a lot of times the subject can um, span the age groups really well. And so the little kids can ask the easier questions and the big kids have more philosophical deep questions and we can kind of explore together. So I like that. And then we do a lot of reading out loud, um, just fun books that everybody enjoys. So Yeah. With a lot of kids, you have to find ways to do stuff together. Cause if everyone has their individual, everything by themselves, like that's almost impossible. <laughs> it's like, how can you help them all? Like, so I love that. That's really, that's really smart. Yeah. And we do also, you know, incorporate some classical in the sense that we do the four-year history cycle, which also keeps everybody on the same page in history so that we're not, you know, trying to teach ancient history to one and Mm -hmm. modern history to another. It's too much. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Do you have a least favorite subject that just kind of stresses you out or stresses everyone out? Hmm. Um, I don't think that it depends on the kid, you know, like the ones that don't like math, it's really hard to teach math and it makes everybody frustrated. Yeah. And the ones that don't, you know, get science or, you know, it just, I feel like it depends on the child, which subject is hard. And Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's anything that makes them frustrated is my least favorite. Exactly. (laughs) When they're engaged and happy about what they're learning. Yes. So, okay. As someone who creates beautiful educational posters and things, I'm really curious, do you have a dedicated homeschool room or do you guys kind of homeschool like in the heart of the home, dining room table? What kind of homeschool family are you in that regard? Well, we've moved a lot over the years. So um, some places we have had more of a dedicated homeschool space. Um, Currently, we have a small uh, office off of the front door that has French doors and all of our books are stored in there, but the kids don't really prefer to spend their time in there. They'd rather be in the open space sitting at the kitchen table or the older kids will go to their rooms and sit at a desk uh, for some more quiet. And then my husband also has a small office, which is where I am right now, out in the backyard. And so um, the kids the older kids will often go down to the office for some quiet space as well. So we've got lots of little corners and places that people go. I love that. That's fun. So what is the story behind Pretty Nerdy Press? Why did you start it? I'm sure there's a kind of a a story behind it of like how it came to be. Maybe you could share that with us. Yeah. So I started um, doing some graphic design and blogging just way back in like 2011. Um, Just, had lots of little kids and needed an outlet for some creativity. And, um, but, uh, I think pretty nerdy came about because, um, I remember one day that my, uh, I think she was probably around nine or 10 at this point, but she couldn't remember the days of the week or the months of the year in order. And I thought to myself, like, how did I learn the days of the week or months of the year? And it was the classroom posters that were up in my um, elementary school 
And so um, I just thought, okay, I can't, I've looked at all those teacher stores. Um, I've been in them, you know, with my mom when I was younger, and I just know that none of those posters are going to be what I want. So I have the skills. Why don't I just make some? So that was the beginning. Um, and I think I made about 10 posters of things that I thought would be helpful to the kids. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just put them in an Etsy shop and sell downloads. And um, my husband and my dad both said, I think this is more than like a download business. I think you should figure out how to get these printed and see what you can do with it. So that's awesome. What year, what year did you start that? Um, so it would have been about three years ago that I started designing things and researching how to Nice. Your stuff is beautiful. It speaks for itself. And I'm sure when you have happy customers, they share with their friends because no one wants those. I, I agree. Like you don't want those ugly classroom posters in your house. I mean, they just, they just make your house feel kind of like, uh, so I love that you built your business off of a need you saw for yourself, which is how most great businesses start. It's like you mm-hmm. saw a need. And so that's really fun how you just kind of filled that as a solution there. Well, I'm guessing you probably have some best-selling products. What would you say is like a, one of your best-selling products? Um, I think people really love the maps. Um, I have a United States map with physical features and um, also a States and Capitals poster. And those are both, um, I built the the one with the United States map with physical features because I was seeing a lot of very childish maps um, for the younger kids with like cute animals on them or the um, very detailed like high school level maps, but nothing really in between that just showed the mountain ranges and a few of the, the national parks and things like that. So that one, and then the States and capitals also um, it was meant to help the kids recognize the shapes in particular, so that even if they saw the shape separate from the name of the state, they would be able to know which state it was. And um, so those are both pretty popular. That's cool. What, uh, can you give us a sneak peek into some new products you have coming out in, you know, maybe in the next few months or something? Yeah. So we have, um, I've been able to partner with Oopsie Daisy, which is a children's wall art company. And they've licensed a dozen of our designs and uh, they'll be putting them on uh, large wall canvases and vinyl um, wall posters that are like removable sticky posters. So um, I will be able to sell those as well. And it's a really uh, exciting partnership and hopefully a big opportunity for growth. And um, so we're really excited. I think those will be launching in January. So Hopefully they'll be up on Pretty Energy Press uh, by the end of January if their timetable is correct. Oh, good. Super fun. So, okay. So we want to kind of dive into your life a little bit and just say like, you have seven kids, you're homeschooling and you have a business. Can you kind of give, cause I know there's a lot of homeschool moms that are like, I would love to start a business or I'd love to do something like that. But they, they think I, I actually couldn't do it while homeschooling. And I feel like there's a lot of homeschool moms that do both. And I know we would all admit it's not perfect, right? Like we sometimes feel like, oh, we're neglecting our homeschooling or, you know, or we're neglecting our work. Like it's hard to balance, but what have you found is like a good balance or maybe that's not even the right word, but how do you do both? How do you run a business and homeschool? Can you give us some tips or what you found works well for you? 
Yeah, I think you're right when you say like it balance might not be the right word because um, I think that's kind of like this elusive thing that we chase as moms to try to have this perfect balance. But like life, there's it's never going to be uh, as soon as you get something balanced, like something else will throw it off. And so um, but I do think that some things that we that I've been putting in place since the kids were younger really help um, make it work for us. And one of those is that I try to choose curriculum that they can work on independently. So, you know, we use math that has videos um, so that I'm not sitting and teaching a math lesson. And um, I use, you know, the history and the science span most of the ages and so that I can teach all of those at the same time. Um, and then they'll go off and do their own individual things. So as much as um, I can teach less and they can do more independent work, we've tried to look for things that help with that. And then um, also my, I would just say my husband is really supportive. He's able to work from home and he's always been my biggest cheerleader and fan. And so having someone who gets that, you know, creativity is important and that even if it's not necessarily contributing financially, um, which it hasn't much up until this point, um, it's, it's still worth uh, putting the effort into because it helps me be a better mom to have some other creative outlets. So we try to just be really flexible. I just, I think a lot of people have an idea that you need to um, set up a good routine in the morning and only homeschool in the morning and do every subject every day. But we, uh, we spread out the subjects on different days. Um, we do um, some work in the afternoon, some mornings we don't get started till uh, very late. <laughs> um, yeah, we also just try to be really flexible with the homeschooling. Um, you don't really have to follow a traditional school schedule. Um, we do light days and heavy days. And so like some days I'll spend an hour or two in the morning with the kids and we'll get a bunch of work done. That's enough for the week. And then other days they'll just do math and some reading and then they'll play outside most of the day. So I think it helps not to feel like you have to get every subject done every day or um, everything done in the morning, just making it flexible and make it work for your family. Yeah. Th that makes a lot of sense. You're right. Um, I am curious then, okay, so can you give us a typical day in your life? Like, how does that look with work and homeschool? Like, just generally, like, what, what does a nor? I know there's no normal day. That's a kind of a funny question too. But like, just a typical day, if you had to pick one out of the month and give us a sneak peek, what would that kind of look like? What would the flow or the routine look like? Yeah, so uh, it's been interesting with older kids because they sleep in a lot more. So um, I'm not getting up as early as I used to have to. Um, so I'm usually able to get up around seven and still have some time to myself before everyone else is getting up. Um, my husband comes down to his office for an hour before I do. And then I take an hour um, down here to just stretch and um, read my Bible, sometimes listen to a podcast, whatever, maybe get some planning done for the day. Um, and then I go back up and he's mostly got breakfast managed and taken care of. So um, once the kids kind of get ready for the day, um, I'm usually able to take care of some administrative tasks while they're still getting breakfast and getting ready for the day. Um, just answering emails and things like that. Um, 
then we usually actually watch uh, World Watch News, which is a children's news program um, by World Magazine. And we really love that. It's a kind of a good way to get started for the day to talk about current events and see what's going on in the world. And then um, that also kind of draws everybody in because sometimes when you say it's time for school, like nobody wants to come, but you're like, we're going to watch something. <laughs> they all come running the TVs on. So after we watch the news program, we will sometimes do um, a big chunk of science or a big chunk of history, and then they'll go off and do their individual work for the day. Um, I'm usually kind of running back and forth between getting small tasks done at the computer and answering their questions. Um, after lunch, the older kids usually still have a little bit of work to do or they'll work on their own um, projects, like my daughter sews or she bakes and um, things like that. But then the little kids mostly play outside. We live in a wooded area, and so they're out in the woods a lot. And um, so I usually have probably about three afternoons of work. Of work um, and then the other two days we'll do... Um, I'll run errands or things like that. Sometimes we have, um, we go to the climbing gym, so family activities like that. And then um, we almost always eat dinner together and then we do family worship. And um, of all the things that have stayed stable in our lives for, um, you know, all the moving and kids growing and everything, family worship is like the one thing that we always do. Um, and so that's been, I won't say we do it every day, but it's the most consistent thing that we do regularly. And I think it's, it's been really important for our family and the children's spiritual growth over the years. So um, that's kind of a normal day for us. I love that. And so it's like, really, you're living your life and you're doing what you need to do. You're doing your homeschooling, but you're also getting your work fit in. But it just sounds very flexible, like you could draw you it's not like you're working and your kids can't interrupt you it's like you're 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 fitting in everything that needs to fit in I my life feels similar to yours where it's just this like flow and like the kids are it is great when the kids are independent because you're like you're not having to sit down and do every little subject with every kid it really helps and so it does make it possible to run a business on the side I feel like a lot of homeschool moms need to hear that if they want to start a business sometimes they're scared because they're like there's no way I could do it but I think there are ways, and I think you've kind of outlined how your schedule can be flexible enough. Do you have like an amount of hours per week you work on your business? Do you think it's, like you said, three afternoons a week you kind of do it? And then do you also do it on the weekends or not weekends? Um, I do because I like doing it. Yeah. I, I definitely could pull back if we have family activities. But yeah. if we're just sitting around the house and everybody's having fun, I usually go work on something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it depends on the week and it depends on like if I'm running promotions or things that need more attention. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's not, it's not, almost never something that I can't just drop and take care of, um, whatever the kids need. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then occasionally if there is something that I really need to focus on, I, my husband's happy to take the kids to do something so that I can get some deep work done. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So as we wrap up here, maybe you, do you have any advice for moms who are, who are listening to this and who really do want to work on the side, either because they have, they have like a need to be creative or, you know, families would love more income or, you know, for whatever reason, um, moms who are really, um, wanting to do it, but they're a little hesitant because they're homeschooling as well. Maybe you could give them advice or encouragement just from your own experience or, or what you've learned over the years. 
Yeah, I think for one thing, um, it's harder than you think it will be, but also more rewarding in some ways. I think that having uh, something new to learn is always, for me, it's just sort of soul-filling to have like new things coming in. And um, and I think it's good for the kids to see that I'm still learning things too. And so um, that's been fun. But uh, as far as um, advice for other moms, I think it's really something that um, you need to pray about and talk about with your family and make sure that everybody's on board and that you can have some time, however it works, whether it's flexible or not. I think it's really important for um, families to do what works for them. It's really easy to look at what other people are doing and think, oh, if we just did it like them, then everything would work. But every child is different and every family is different. And, you know, I have a husband working at home and I have, um, you know, years of skills that I've been building to be able to do this. And I think um, it's important to just find what works for your family. And if you can work a few hours on something that um, that's great. And if you need to put it off for another season, that's also good. You need to do what you feel called to do that's best for your family at this time. And um, yeah, I think that's the best advice they can give is just that, you know, every family is different and you, you need to find what works for you. I agree. I think you are absolutely right because we can tend to feel like we're missing out because we're not doing it like that person, but you are absolutely right. Our family has to come first. That's why we're homeschooling, right? Because we're putting, we're like, this is the best thing for our kids. So I do tend to struggle with that sometimes of like, no, but I have to work. And it's like, no, I'm actually home to homeschool. So I need to focus on that. It is sometimes hard when you love what you do, you want to just keep doing it. But you're right. Our families come first and we have to do what's best in our own situations, which are not the same as everyone else's. So I think that's some really, really good wisdom there. But you know what? This is really fun, Sarah. Thank you for agreeing to chat with me today. It's been fun to kind of learn about your homeschool and your business and and that kind of thing. So um, we will send everyone to the show notes, which will link to Sarah's shop and all the stuff she has. Definitely check it out. But once again, I just want to say thank you for your time and for sharing with us today. Thanks, Abby. It was really fun talking with you. I hope you enjoyed this little chat I had with Sarah. Make sure you check out her website and all the things she has for sale for homeschool families. And you can find that at 411more.com forward slash pretty nerdy. Remember the show notes are at 411more.com forward slash 90. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling. 